0: Chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning, I'm going to read from the Passion. In the beginning, the living expression was already there. The other versions say, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. They were there together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through His creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. He made everything. Come on. For nothing exists apart from Him. Everyone say, Nothing exists apart from Him. And it says, life came into being because of him and for his life is the light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness cannot diminish. Amen. Amen. Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John, for he came to be a witness, to point the way of, of the light of life and to help everyone believe. But John was not the light. He came to show who is, for he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and to shine upon everyone. Everyone say everyone. everyone. And he entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware of him. The other versions say he came into his own, but his own didn't receive him. He came into the very world he created, but the world was unaware of him. Lord, help us not to be unaware of you. Yeah. Like like uh, uh, Daniel said, worship happens everywhere because when we become aware of him, it creates a, a connection point. Right. He came to the very people he created to those who should have recognized him, but they didn't and they did not receive him. But those here we go. But those who embrace him and took hold of his name were given authority to become children of God. So who gets the authority and the, and the promise and the ability to become the children of God? It's those who embrace him, who take his name on them. Yeah. God, put your name on us. Amen. Because he was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means. Yeah. But he was born, nor by man's desire, but he was born from God, of God. Amen? Yeah. And so this living expression became man. And he lived among us. He dwelt among us and we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the only one, the one and only, who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. Come on. John taught the truth about him when he announced to the people, he's the one. Set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me, even though he ranks far above me because he existed before I was even born. And now... Out of His fullness, we are fulfilled. Everyone, say that with me. Out of His fullness, of his fullness. We, are we are fulfilled. And from Him we receive grace heaped upon grace. Everyone, say grace, grace heaped upon more grace. For Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the Anointed One, un unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy and grace no one has ever gazed upon the fullness of god's splendor except the uniquely beloved son who is cherished by the father and held close to his heart now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who god really is the part i want to highlight is grace upon grace and today i just want to leave you with this thought that god has come to give us grace Grace is not the same as mercy. Amen? Come on. We talk about the mercy of God. The mercy of God is new every morning, right? We need his mercy. His mercy gives us access to the presence of God. It gives us the opportunity to be forgiven for our sins, right? It's when we don't get what we deserve. That's mercy. That's the mercy of God. When we don't get what we deserve... But grace is not the same as mercy. Because grace is the empowering presence of God. Amen? It's the empowering presence of God. Let me say it like this. Mercy is the invitation. Mercy is the invitation into an encounter with God. But grace is the appearance of his presence, of the fullness of God. And there's things going on. A lot of us, we, you know, I felt the Lord say specifically that there have been people that have been injured. They've been playing wounded. And the Lord wants us to be completely healthy and whole. Yeah. And, and we can receive his mercy and still be injured. But when we receive his grace, he empowers us and he heals us completely. Amen. And the Lord wants you to receive his grace today. Yes. See, through mercy, I've traded my old dead life for a brand new one. Thank God for that. I traded it. It's old. my old dead, old life, my old sinful nature. Everything that was wrong about me has been made right through the mercy of the cross. But through his grace, I am now alive. I am living. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And this is a grace culture. See, I'm going to talk maybe a little bit more about this next week, but I wanted to start here today and just give a little sermonette as an introduction. God wants us to be a grace culture, and that's where everywhere we go, we feel his presence empowering us to do the right thing. It's not just undeserved favor. Amen. We've said this many times, but if grace was just undeserved favor, then Jesus wouldn't have had grace because he deserved the favor he had. Grace is more than undeserved favor. It is literally the presence of God empowering us. Jesus said, I do nothing of my own authority, my own power. I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father say. In other words, everything that Jesus did, he said it came under the grace and the authority of his Father. He was in submission to his Father. Jesus did not act on his own. He acted under the authority of the Father. And the thing that caused Jesus to be different than all of the other prophets, than all of the other teachers, was he had grace. He had a different kind of grace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Grace empowers us. So for those that have been playing injured, the Lord wants to empower you with grace. That's where you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And the Lord says, borrow my strength. I don't know if I can do this job anymore. And the Lord says, here, I'm going to give you my strength. I'm going to trade your weakness for my strength. That's what grace does. Grace says, I don't know if I can look at this ugly thing that's in my life because it's so ugly. Grace says, I want you to look at it, but look at it through my eyes. When we look at it through our eyes, it looks really differently. But when we look at the things that God is allowing to come to the surface through His eyes, there's a different feeling attached to it. You see, when when grace comes into our life, it causes everything in us to grow, even the bad things. Like why would that happen? Because it needs to be exposed to the light so that it can be redeemed. So it's the grace of God that causes things to grow inside of us. I have been in a season where the Lord's been revealing things that have been hidden for a long time inside of my heart. Some of them are trauma. Some are things that I did not even remember. And my, my response to him was always, why are you showing me this now? Why? I've for- forgiven that person for those things they did. Why is this coming back up? It wasn't the, the frustration of God. It wasn't the meanness of God. It wasn't the correction of God. It was the grace of God allowing me to see these things, but through different eyes now. Because when I remembered them before, I remembered them through trauma. I remembered them through pain. I remembered them through unforgiveness. But the Lord allowing me to see them in this season has me seeing them through His eyes. And there's healing attached to his eyes. So that when I look at them now, number one, I look at me and I'm not mad at me for letting these things happen. Because he's forgiven me and he's purified me and he's washed me and he's cleansed me. Amen. And so now I give myself a break, first of all. And then I also give the other people a break because I'm not looking at this through eyes of 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 unforgiveness and judgment anymore it's not through the eyes of trauma it's through the eyes of grace and the reason things come to the surface is so that he can heal it because when things are hidden in darkness is when they become monsters but when anything is exposed to the light the bible says it becomes light When any hidden, ugly thing that's in darkness is brought to the light of Jesus' face, it now becomes restored. It now becomes redeemed. It now becomes light. So that when I look at that thing, I no longer look at it through through the ugly eyes. I see it differently. And the Lord wants to give you grace today to see things through his eyes. Some of you have been on a journey and things have been coming up recently. Maybe you made a decision in your family. You know what? We're doing things differently in our family. We're putting first things first. And we know that when you make those declarations, sometimes the ugly things will come to the surface because it's the grace of God saying, hey, this is the thing that's slowing you down. Or this is the unforgiveness that you didn't know you still had. And I need you to see that this thing looks differently when you're not in unforgiveness. I need you to see that. That's the Lord's mercy and it's his grace. And some of you have been going through this season and it feels. Let me say this. God will not allow more to be put upon you than you can handle. I'm gonna, I said that the way the Bible says it because we say it wrong. God won't put more on us than we can bear. That's not what the Bible says. He will not allow more things to be put up on us than we can handle. Yeah. So when things come to the surface and you feel like, oh, my God, I can't handle one more thing. If one more thing comes to the surface like whack-a-mole, you're like, man, I thought I got them all. I got the high score and another one pops up. And it's like, I can't handle this one right now. God, I don't know if I can do this. This is what I'm learning. God, I don't think I can do this in my strength. I need to borrow strength from you. I need your strength. God, I'm not wise enough to walk through this. Will you please give me your wisdom? That's what grace does. It's it's an exchange. It's an exchange from our weakness to his strength. God, I don't know if I can communicate really well what's going on with me, with this other person. Will you please help me to communicate well? Will you give me understanding and them understanding? God, I don't know if I can, if I can approach this, this thing that's been a, a struggle in our family for years, and it just feels like it's always going to be there. I don't think I can handle it anymore. Can you please help me? Will you please carry this for me? Yeah. That's what grace does for us. It's an exchange. Grace is not this license to do whatever I want yeah. to do. Because the Bible says that God resists the proud. The resistance that I felt often through my life was not not God's meanness. It was my arrogance. And because I was arrogant or proud or thought I knew a better way or thought this is the right way for me to handle this situation, then what I was doing is I was creating resistance between my heart and God's. And the only way for God to give us grace is to humble ourselves. And that's that's not a fun process for anyone. The humbling process. And humility is not being (laughs) humiliated like we think it is. Humility is not this, oh, I have to beat myself up. That is ridiculous. That's what the enemy wants you to do. It's such a trick. Here, you be an accuser too, so I'll be the accuser of the brethren, and you'll borrow my voice to accuse yourself so that you can feel small. That's not what humbling ourselves is. Humbling ourselves is thinking of ourselves a little bit less than we do. The whole thing's not about us. And we begin to see the world through different eyes. And so God wants to pour grace upon you today. Lord willing, there's more of this next week. But God wants to pour grace upon you today. He wants you to walk in, yes, undeserved favor. Yes, the mercy that comes where we don't get what we deserve. But there's a greater reality to this when Jesus rose from the dead. And he gave us the rights to be called sons of God, children of God. And then he says that he brought to us grace upon grace. And I need the grace of God in my life. How many how many would you stand? Would you stand with me? How many need the grace of God in your life? Here's what I'm I'm praying for. I'm praying that the Lord pours a ridiculous amount of grace upon you right now to where now you see everything through different eyes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Once you just receive it, grace being poured out, yeah. lavished upon us that we may see through different eyes. Grace upon grace. Lavish grace upon your children. Lavish grace upon your children right now, God. Grace upon grace. Strength for weakness. Beauty for ashes. Joy for mourning. Healing for pain. Come on. It's the exchange. We receive your grace, God. Why don't you just tell them, I receive your grace. the empowering presence of God. <clears throat> Even youth grow tired and weary, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Come on. Renew our strength, God. Renew our, 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 our uh, reserves of grace. Fill us with grace now. To overflowing. Why don't you pray for someone close to you? God, pour grace upon them. Radical amounts of grace. Grace upon grace upon grace. It's the grace of God that's that voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's the grace of God. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. You will hear his voice. This is the way. That's grace. He empowers us. Go this way. Turn that direction. Do this. That's the grace of God. God, we ask that you would increase our ability to hear your voice. As the voice leading us. Thank you, Jesus. It's the grace of God. Come on. It was the grace of God that caused Paul to write, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. It's the grace of God that says, Yeah, in this world we will have trouble. But Jesus has overcome the world. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Come on. It's the grace of God that takes the heavy burden and gives you his light one. It's the grace of God. I release that over. If you've been carrying a heavy burden, be well, be released from that burden right now in Jesus' name. I bless you with grace. (laughs) It's been a different day. It's been a different service. The Lord was here so strong the whole time. We had all those moments and encounters throughout worship. Come on. We had the moments and encounters through the young people. Moments and encounters right now, I want us to stop at the end of service and just do a pause. We can just put music on. I'm not going to, I'm done from being here. I want you just to pause in his presence. Right where you are, you want to come to the front. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter to me, but we're going to practice pausing in his presence. Amen.